0: Welcome to yet another episode of Topical Brainstorm. I am Garrett Fox, here with Christian Larson. Hey. How's it going? Good. Today we're talking about... uh, What chapter is this? Three. Chapter three and The Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. It was a very interesting chapter titled The Trouble with Geniuses, part one. So I imagine there's going to be part two after this. Yeah, that's chapter four. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you think of this chapter? I liked it.
1: Good. Good. The, yeah, I liked uh, the message, which I, we will get to. But it started off by talking about, what was his name? You <laughs> were just the <laughs> to say his name. Uh, Christopher? Christopher Langan. 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 I'm going to say Langan. Langan. We'll go with that. A guy I've never heard of, but apparently he's the smartest man in the world. Uh, He has an IQ of 195. Is that what they say? I think so, yeah. Which, apparently, and I didn't know this either, it might be common knowledge, but an IQ of 100 is average. I did know that. Einstein had an IQ of 150. Yes. If you have an IQ of, like, 80, you're considered uh, mentally handicapped. Is yes. it 80? That's the right benchmark? hmm Anyway, so 190 <laughs> is just nearly off the charts. Yeah. Depending on uh, your I think, chart. But I think, like, 120 is considered
0: genius level. Or n- maybe not genius, but, like, <clears> throat> really throat> smart.
1: Yeah. Did I... I don't know if I made a note about that. He talked about how you need... Like, the average person, if you're going to... To be able to succeed in an undergraduate program, you need, like, 105. And to graduate, like, a master's program or something, most people have, like, maybe 115. I wish I would have written that part down. Irregardless.
0: Yeah, I don't know how true that actually is today, though. Because I feel like school... I don't know if it's getting easier, or if they're just making it easier, or the advent of the internet is just, like, making things way easier than it used to be. I graduated with some pretty dumb kids.
1: <laughs> yeah, and... I feel like it's it depends, probably, on not only your degree, but the college you go to, to some extent. But also, I... Yeah, I, I just I I I hear you. I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> um. And he talked about there was a correlation between usually if you have a higher IQ you get more education, simply because it maybe sets you up better. And like if you're smart enough to understand that you're more likely to go to college. Yeah, so, I also I don't know think if it's that. Like, a,
0: like if you have a higher IQ, you're probably more. Um, you like learning more. Yeah. So that might be a reason as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so that's, that's, I'm sure not a perfect scale, but that's the scale he gave. Irregardless, Chris Langan, the genius, has an IQ of like 195, and he told a story about how he went on that TV show, One vs. 100, or something like that, and just did a pretty good job, and ended up walking away with $250,000, but they just told the story of of this guy and how he, he just is a genius, I suppose. <laughs> but this chapter is about the trouble with geniuses, so I'll hand it back to you, Garrett. I <laughs> really feel so, like we talked about Chris Langan for <laughs> too long. yeah.
0: <laughs> So, the idea behind this chapter is that you can have a bunch of really smart people in the room, or in a room, but after a certain point of intellect, it really doesn't differentiate you that much. Like, there's a huge difference between 100 and 120. There's not a huge difference between 125 and 150
1: <clears throat> at least not in the and not in success that the world sees yes not, success
0: not right. in we'll say monetary success for sure. example um, this chapter does a really good job and gives a lot of examples of this one example is a psychologist called named what was his name Lewis Turman. Lewis Turman. 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 Lewis Turman, who stumbled into a janitor who was playing piano and was very curious about it, so they tested his IQ and found that he had a really high IQ, even though he was a janitor. And he was thinking to himself, how many diamonds in the rough like this could there be? So he set up this giant study in California where he tracked many different students. Uh, He took students, found out their IQs, and took the top 10% of the students with the highest IQs. And he tracked them throughout their entire lives. And what
1: did he find, Christian? Disappointment. (laughs) So, he, yeah, 1,400 school kids whose average IQ was 140, and as high as 200. So, just truly kids that were elite in IQ. And probably in a school setting, they were the kids that stood out as being the most intelligent, right? And Lewis was convinced that these kids were going to go on to become the most famous. They were going to win Nobel Prizes. They were going to be... Just like the people everybody knew about, right? Yeah. And while they were going through high school, he talked about how it was it was hard to find an article about any sort of high school achievement or event that didn't name some of his students. And he called them termites, which is funny. It's hey, like an thought, egotistical name to like give this. Was, I thought it was clever, <laughs> honestly. I guess
0: termites are something that nobody <laughs> likes. But, yeah. you know, it's funny.
1: It was a plant his last name, yeah, right? But
0: exactly.
1: Anyway, yeah, it was funny. But, and he tracked these people into adulthood. He tracked them. Why are you laughing?
0: Nothing.
1: <laughs> Something I said? No,
0: it's just termites. It's okay, funny. you're still laughing about <laughs> it.
1: So he, he followed them. He followed them when they got a promotion. He just documented everything you know their pay their promotions any successful thing they did and at the end of at the end of it all he you know it ended up being pretty disappointing because while this group of kids they were successful they weren't you know failures by most means like i'm i'm sure they were on average a little they were pretty successful people because IQ does determine your success your worldly, your monetary success to some extent. But despite having this group of geniuses, <clears throat> none of them were truly, you know, he used the example of Nobel Prizes, and none of them won any Nobel Prizes. Meanwhile, two kids who were evaluated by him at the beginning of this did win Nobel Prizes, but they were rejected because their IQ wasn't high enough. So in the end, he kind of summarized it with, How intellect and achievement are not perfectly correlated and there is a threshold when it comes to how
0: high your IQ is and how successful you could be. Yeah, which is really interesting. He got into things like affirmative action um, and how those students tend to do just fine even though they don't have as high grades to get into the institution in the first place. My problem is, I feel like it should be... The the kids that get into those schools should be the kids that deserve it. That's my thinking. Maybe that's... I mean, some people think that's wrong. That's fine. They can have that opinion. Let's, yeah, we should talk
1: about that. Because I, I have agreed with you, and I really want to look more into this. But, like, I a week ago before I read that, I would have agreed with you completely. Like, yeah. affirmative action... It seems to... And it also, like, reduces the standard that black students need to hit to get in, right? Which is, like, giving them a lower standard lets them underachieve to some extent. I know there's a better way of saying that. And, and, and yeah, like, that's concerning. But the fact that even though they get worse grades throughout their programs, and he used he used some law school that they were studying, or maybe it was law school in general, but... Those minority students, even though they get worse grades in the program, they are just as successful by any measurable metric in the real world. Which, like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's I mean, it's cool. If, if that, like, can help those under, you know, those those minority students who have other things said against them, like they're poor or do not have support from their parents as often, like we talked about in that 10,000 hour chapter if, like, that can help them get, get, you know, be successful in the real world, then that, that's some good coming from affirmative action, I think. Yeah. And that makes me want to do more research on it, because I'm, I'm not, you know, super knowledgeable about that program, but yeah, I never heard that, and I did find that really interesting, that even though, and because I've heard that before, that these students, they get into the law program and they struggle because they didn't have to get as good grades to get in. But the fact that they're successful in the real world, that seems noteworthy to me. Yeah. I just think my problem
0: is you're telling people that they don't have to be as good to get into something. You're just lowering the bar. And in reality, your skin color shouldn't matter at all. You, Black people are just as smart as white people. They have the ability to achieve, and there may be some things that are against them but there's things that are against everybody of every color so do you let the bar down for everybody because honestly it wouldn't matter uh, at all you know like if if certain people can have lower grades and get in and do well should they just lower the entire bar for everybody well,
1: no, because they still have a set number of spots. Exactly. That's so the whole would issue. You, <laughs> would you be on board with an affirmative action, but not one that was racially based, but say, like, the income of your family? Maybe, but... Do you have an possibly. issue with that? I, don't know. I mean, I don't that, the that's
0: experience. the thing. I, I don't know. I just don't... <clears throat> I, I just don't see a way where you can make it fair, I guess. But I don't I, I don't know. Maybe fair is the wrong word. Uh, yeah. Maybe we should have more better colleges. I don't know.
1: <laughs> more better colleges. More. So that, shoot, that was terrible. And man. that is the solution. <laughs> we solved it.
0: I swear, I went to college.
1: <laughs> anyway, hey, I. I don't have a, an IQ of 120. I, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't I, I even want to
0: take an IQ test. I don't think I've ever taken one. I took one online, and then <laughs> they made me pay for my
1: results. You so Screw I, it. Yeah, exactly. I didn't... Anyway, that's made me want to look more into affirmative action and understand it better. Because, like, that... Yeah, like, that. that is noteworthy. There's an affirmative action case
0: that the Supreme Court is taking on right now. Oh, yeah? We'll see how they rule, yeah. I'm sure to look that up. But... Uh, Clarence Thomas, who is black, does not like affirmative action. (laughs) It was really interesting to hear his arguments. Yeah.
1: The idea, though, getting back to the chapter, is that IQ has a threshold, and they kind of pinpointed 120, that the relationship between success, and, of course, they're measuring success probably by, you know, monetary or maybe they're using like other metrics, but the relationship between that success and IQ stops at around 120. So there is a relationship because a lot of people who have higher IQ, they go to college, allows them to more likely get better paying jobs, all that. But that correlation stops when you hit 120. And so Lewis Terman's study with his termites, even though they were all 140 or above, or at least the average 140, that did not predict higher success than those who hit 120
0: and that brings us
1: to he talked about this brick and blanket test which was interesting I'd never heard of it before but and I can't remember how he described it but it was instead of a test where there's one right answer it's a question where there are a lot of answers and it forces you to think differently he basically asks what are all the uses for this brick, and you have one minute or whatever to write down as many ways to use a brick as you can think of, and same with a blanket. And it forces you to be creative. And then he talked about how a lot of those high IQ kids can only name a couple uses for each of those items. And they're very standard, and they're not imaginative. But then you get a regular guy, or, or even a pretty smart kid but not a genius based off IQ, and he can think of way different and very creative uses for those two items, and how in the real world, having that sort of imagination and thought process is, is useful and can help you, you know, start, run a company, whatever it is, but that's useful, and IQ does not predict that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I found that very interesting as well.
0: I, yeah, it really shows that, like, there's more to being smart than just IQ anyway. Like, if you're a creative per, well, a lot of times creative people do have really high IQs, but maybe you're one of those that doesn't have a 150 IQ, but you're... <laughs> One of those. You're <laughs> One of us. One of us. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just really, like, you do something really well. Or, I, I don't know, you, you can still be successful, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. People work hard all the time find success.
1: Yeah, and even though we've been talking about, at least in the last chapter... You need things to go right sometimes to get the opportunities. let well, it's not, yeah, diminish the fact of... I mean, I think that's what a lot of this book's been about, right? It's, like, making it so we don't just assume that, like, talent and hard work are the only things of success, the only indicators of success. Obviously, they're still indicators, mm-hmm. and if you take hard work out, you're screwed either way. Yeah. So like, don't, don't just give up, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's been, been interesting. And I, I did like this chapter as well.
0: I I enjoyed this chapter. It was good. It, it gave me some things to think about. Uh, it did make me think more specifically about the affirmative action. Yeah. Um, I don't... I still don't necessarily agree with it, because I have looked into it. I just don't think... I, I think it would be more useful to help people get the grades to get in rather than lowering the bar for for them. Because you're still if you lower the bar for certain people, you're taking spots away from people that may deserve it. Um,
1: how do we do that though? How do we help them get I I don't know we're doing that too. Like money's Uh getting pumped into school systems. Well money doesn't
0: obviously isn't working.
1: Okay, well you you're just, the you're the big you idea just, guy.
0: You can't just throw money at something.
1: You said more better schools and that was Shut that was the like, So what else are we you gonna do? You
0: make one one mistake. <laughs> one mistake. You never hear the end of it with this guy. <laughs> irregardless. You say irregardless. Five times have, an episode. I said it too many you, times today. You do know that that is not how you say that word, right? It is. No. <laughs> have you forgotten? No, I... We looked it up. For all those that don't <laughs> know why he says that, uh, apparently it is now in the dictionary because people have been saying it wrong for a long time. This saying came, it right the whole time. This came... Through, this sense. This goes all the way back to our first book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Classic. Good book. <laughs> Anyway, the real answer is, I don't know the answer. Yeah.
1: Sure. Probably never will, but I don't know. And if it was simple, then it wouldn't be a question worth discussing.
0: I mean, I'm not going to go as far as saying that it, affirmative action itself, that those kids can't be successful because it's shown that they are successful. They once they're in and do good enough, once they're out, like, they do fine in the world. I'm not disputing that at all. It Like, if anything, this book
1: has... It's, it's proved that certain people get set up in better situations than others. Not that I think you would disagree with that. Yeah. But no, I don't. Some people are... Just handed a better hand of cards than others, right? And like, if affirmative action can help some of those people who are not dealt a good hand. The problem is, yeah, the problem is it's based on race, which is just like not the ultimate thing, right? It's just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like it should be based on race. Well, yeah. Maybe that's a cancelable thing to say. I just don't
0: yeah, we should probably move on from this topic, but <laughs> anyway. I I don't know. I just I mean people are going to have bad hands, but a lot of a lot of people in bad situations do find a way to get out. And it's not just their them doing it, there's circumstances that are created somehow for them to get out.
1: Affirmative action.
0: Uh, sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> uh, that doesn't mean I agree with those circumstances that are artificially created sometimes, but yeah. that doesn't mean I won't acknowledge that certain people like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and Bill Joy were born into a really good situation to succeed. Um, whether that was rich parents or being in, in Ann Arbor at the time when Michigan finally got their, their system to allow time-sharing, um, or Steve Jobs being born in Silicon... Well, I don't know where he was born, but he lived in Silicon Valley and hung out with um, Hewlett Packard's Packers CEO at the time, and got free stuff from him, um, that allowed him to succeed, you know, there's, he, some things just happen for certain people, um, whether they be black, white, or Asian, you know, it doesn't, race doesn't matter, in my
1: opinion. Yeah. Any war, any way, any <laughs> war. <laughs> any war? I should stop talking. I was just gonna say, that's something we will have to think about more.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, and opinions change over time. Like, my opinions <clears throat> change a lot depending on what I learn, so. Name one opinion that you've changed recently. Recently? The fact that I should vacuum the whole carpet <laughs> and not just a spot in the carpet that's dirty. And your wife came out of you oh, oh she got so <laughs> 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 so upsetting.
1: well I think that's a wrap unless you want to tell that whole story no okay. thanks for listening thanks for listening everybody see you next time bye